Just a quick heads up, Bard Rock Cafe fans. Our pre- and post-roll ads reference our new sponsor, Metallic Dice Games. Unfortunately, due to a minor timing issue, they re-ranted their company, website, and coupon codes after we prepared this ad. We're working on new ads, but in the meantime, our sponsor is FanRoll, and our coupon code is BardRockCafe, all is one word. The correct link and coupon code can be found in the show notes. Now please enjoy the ad and the episode. Armbar, I just got back the odd copy from our sponsors. Can you do the read for me? Oh, boss, you know I can't read. Right, right. Oh, look, it's Doubletail. Barry, can you spare uh, a minute? Sure, what's up? Also, I'm pretty sure I asked you not to call me Barry. Well, Barry, uh, our sponsors gave us this ad copy to read, and unfortunately our friend Armbar here can't read, so can you do the promo for us? Uh, sure thing. <clears throat> hey there, sports fans. Paragon Doubletail here to remind you Bard Rock Cafe is brought to you by Dragon Master Games. Shop at their online storefront for your D&D and TTRPG products, as well as collectibles. We are also now partnered with Metallic Dice Games, who make high-quality dice sets, dice bags, trays and towers, and other accessories. Follow our affiliate link and use code BARDROCK at checkout to save 10%, and a portion of your order goes to support the show. Finally, you can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Kofi. Subscribers get access to wild rewards like exclusive bonus content, tarot readings from Rook, social media shoutouts, and tabletop games with the cast. As always, all the relevant links can be found in the show notes. Now, let's rock. Support the show, or I'ma come near ya. You, you, you can't threaten your listeners. It's not a threat. It's a promise. Support the show, jabronis. And welcome back to episode 37, part 2 <laughs> of Bard Rock Cafe. <laughs> so last time, Armbar and Doubletail pulled through, defeated a vine monster, and won the first round of the tournament. Now, the tournament continues as they get their rest between matches. We get to see, hopefully, some of what else is coming. So, as we start off, I... DM definitely remembered entirely by myself with no assistance from the players at all that I forgot to resolve Nadir's bet with the nymph. Mm-hmm. And it's we're true. all very he did it totally on his own, and we we're all very ever proud said of you, anything. Kenny. I'm also proud of me. Um, <laughs> Nadir, we'll start yes. with you. As you hear behind you, as the fire sprite appears, he goes. The bet is completed! You turn to see the nymph standing there, looking somewhat distraught. Nadir, really. has, ha, Nadir has his hands held out in sort of a, a cupped uh, motions, like, alright, hand it, hand it over. <laughs> the, the nymph produces a conch shell and begins to whisper into it, and begins to glow a sea blue iridescent color. And then it fades, and she hands it to you. And she says, I give you my inspiration, my muse. Hmm. Use it carefully. He, Nadir kind of has it in his hands, and he just stares at it for a minute. I wonder. And he puts it up to his ear. You hear the sound of the ocean, and then after a second, you hear singing. 
Oh. In the voice of the nymph that's standing in front of you. In a language you don't understand, but it's moving. And you feel yourself starting to get, like, a little emotional listening to this. Like, it's... It evokes this sense of, like, longing and loneliness and that feeling when you stand, like, out on a rocky pier looking onto the ocean itself. Just that sense of isolation and wonder. And a lot, like, do you keep holding it up to your ear? Uh, he, I think, I think after a, a minute or two, he, like, it kind of slowly comes down on his own. He's he's blinking and he's taking, like, the sleeve of his robe and, and kind of wiping away his eyes and sniffs a little bit. And just, thank you. She does not look happy to have given this away. So she returns to the crowd, and you have a conch shell. So, Armbar and Doubletail, you return to your group. Is there anything you would like to do as you return? All of you. Like, the group is reunited, finally. <sighs> Rockhand's the Meech and Meatball sub to celebrate. Yeah. Ooh, yeah! Let me at it! Chomp on that. Get a little parmesan. Going to town on a meatball sub right now. So what did we do there, boss? Oh, you guys did fantastic, and we also did fantastic, and Brock's counting all the money he got from selling merchandise and food. <laughs> What'd you guys find out? Well, I found out two things. Well, three things. One, Mindflaters are as exactly as much of an asshole as you'd think. Two, uh, Albert, the Paladin of Pain, has the assistance of a tiny little gnome, so... I think if you ever wind up fighting him, I'm going to go find that shiny little gnome and counterspell the ever-loving crap out of him. <laughs> and the third thing I found out is that uh, the fire sprites are very overworked, Aww. but do appreciate the occasional cookie. Speaking of, feel free to introduce yourself. The fire sprite with a mouthful of cookie goes, I'm I'm sorry, your name's what? Sprit! Sprit? Sprit! Sprit the Sprite. Love it. I love him. I would die for. <laughs> I know, right? Like, just look at those eyes. <laughs> They're, it's literally just fire. <laughs> <laughs> They're beautiful. <laughs> well, um, we got what, like an hour? Till the next round? Sounds like. Uh, I'm gonna go take a quick, uh, cat nap. <laughs> uh, sure. Then I walk away. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. Brock just like kicks the back of the uh, food truck and the door opens up and there's enough room for you guys to just take a nap in there. Yes. That way, that made sure it was big enough to hold like the entire party if we wanted to. Hmm. There's like a Murphy bed. Oh yeah. You just lay your bed roll in there if you couch. want. <laughs> Don't want anyone getting at you guys. <laughs> Incidentally, I just loudly announced all the, the fighters that are done. Anyone who won their first match, first drink at the Bard Rock Cafe is free. Well, so far, that is just... The demons. Yeah, just the demons. And flag down the demons. Would you guys like your first drink for free? They look at each other and go, We don't associate with you. We are here to kill you, not drink your beer. Why would you want, why would you want to kill me, sirs? What have I done to you? <laughs> they do not respond. Just leave. Oh, I see. You only oh, speak you up when you want to lick your master's boots. Get out. Oh. Can't hold your own alcohol. Try to provoke them. They, they stop. Yeah, yeah. So they stop. 
They turn back and they sit. They go, fine. Your strongest alcohol. I pour them each a drink, a uh, pint of that dwarven ale. Absolutely. They point it, armbar, and say, you as well. Be glad to. I'll grab I'm a gonna mug message, and sit down with them. Um, if I see any of this, I'm going to message Brock to use prestidigitation. <laughs> yeah, Brock was already doing that because Brock has to go into the food truck to pour it, so... I poured them two strong glasses, and I pressed a digitized regular beer for Armbar. Okay. So it looks and smells like the beer I poured for them, but it is not. Gotcha. So, just so we're clear, Armbar, this tastes awful. And <laughs> burns all the way down. But when it hits your stomach, it doesn't have nearly the same effect as, like, the actual one does. Right? I must be building my tolerance. That's right, Arnbar here won a drinking contest drinking this stuff with dwarves back home. Well, aren't you impressive? And they both throw back the glass and slam it down. Oh, snap. You know, I even got a pin to show it. See? Just puff out my chest a little bit and there's the pin shining. Spit on it, rub it on with a little... my... suspender. What's your armor class, Arnbar? Oh, no. 15, but... It are we still... Oh, let me see this one. Yeah. Yeah, is, is this rage over because he had the thing? How, how long has he been out of the match? Oh, yeah, it's been long. Yep. Yeah. Your rage is past. So, 15. 15? Yeah. Okay. So, with a 16 at disadvantage because it is a targeted attack, the chain from the chain demon whips out. It just scuffs across the surface of your pin, just marring the surface of it. Nice pin. You bastard! Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up like I wanna go. So how are the two? I'm hoping someone holds me back. Yeah, champ. I'm definitely gonna like the second I notice, like save it for the ring, champ. He's... Exactly. <laughs> who are you? Yes. Who are you two fighting for? I want to talk to your boss. No, you don't. And I look back at Armbar. That's right, champ. Do what your master tells you to do, like a good dog. They just start to walk off. I turn back and I say, look who's talking. <laughs> sure. Their master couldn't even keep hold of a deed. Wouldn't surprise me if they let the wind slip by. I'm gonna walk over to the thing. So, how's Moloch doing? Um, Brock. Roll a nature check. Or I'll let you do Arcana too. Same for you, Nadir. Well, I have plus two to either, so it's a dirty 20. Dirty 20? Okay. Uh, let's see. Thirteen. Thirteen? Okay. So Effie rolled a nat one. Yeah. So let's go ahead and resolve that real quick, and then we'll do what Brock and only Brock understands. <laughs> Bring it on. 36 and 40, huh? Mm-hmm. Alright, well, only one of these is amusing and does anything at all. Effie, choose mm -hmm. a random spell from your spellbook. Okay. A spell that you know. Oh no. Um, I'm gonna pick a one I haven't gotten to do. I don't know. Um, how pick about a uh, 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 not, sleep not, spell? Not a cantrip. Any spell. Sleep, sleep spell. spell. Yes. Okay. A scroll appears in your hands. Hmm. You open it up. It is a scroll of sleep. Well, that's convenient. I'm gonna roll that back up. The other one was technically the negative option, but because we're not in combat, it does literally nothing. That'll that'll do. <laughs> we, we did the one that was entertaining. 
Yes. Alright, so, Brock, you would know that demons and devils are naturally resistant to toxins. Mm. Likely would have an easier time fighting off the effects of even really strong alcohol, much like the dwarves themselves. So they probably just shrugged off the drink I gave them. They did. Oh, well, it was worth a shot. And then they still left even when Epi made the comment about Moloch? Yes, they did. But you definitely saw them take notice of it. <laughs> so, Epi, you sound like you know their master. Unfortunately. You tell. So, um... Alright, alright. Um, so, one of those times when I disappeared, uh, went into a fun little escapade. Anyway, apparently he had a deed to my soul, and then at one point I actually managed to set it on fire, and now he doesn't own my soul anymore. Don't ask too many questions. But, bright side, I met some really cool people, and also, they gave me that coin there that you have, Armbar. Oh, the absolutes? That's the one. So this Moloch character has beef with you. Unfortunately. Technically, I managed to weasel out of a deal with somebody whose whole thing is not losing things that have previously belonged to them, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll be fine. All we need is for you two to whoop both of their asses, and that'll probably be good. We got this. Speaking of, I have something for one of you two. Yes, you do. You're amazing. Also, before you go into the ring... I have so many spells that I need to be within touching range, but I can make you jump real high. I can uh, make it a lot harder to hit you. I can even, um, let's see, there's a couple of other things I can do. I'd have to flip through my book. But anyway, here's a spell scroll. Do either of you know how to use one of these? Um, no. Oh. All right, so you open it up, you read it. And it'll make your opponent fall asleep. Epi, it definitely does not work for non-casters. I was about to point Dang that out. It. At all. <laughs> Dang it! Also, one of them can't read. Oh, yeah. Also true. <laughs> I'm actually not entirely sure if Aragon can read. <laughs> no, that checks out. I mean, his intelligence is eight. You know what, I just rolled a nat 20, he can read. <laughs> I think three is the minimum required to be able to read. To, like, have the capacity to read. Fair enough. Oh, God. Still your call. I mean, Magic D20 said he can read, so... Yeah, Magic 8 yeah. ball. Yeah. Magic 20 ball. <laughs> yeah. Magic conj! Okay. So, you have... poked the demons, so to speak. Is there anything anyone else wanted to do in the downtime between matches? Before we get to the matches themselves and what you all see. I'm going to try to heal myself up a bit. I'm going to take second wind before we go into this short rest. Because I get that back on short rest. Because you know you do get my song of rest feature. Then you get an extra d6 just for existing. Fantastic. I'm going to roll that too while I'm at it. That's cool. Yeah. Eight is Baragon? What? Oh, sorry. Is Baragon wearing armor? Uh, I don't remember. Yes. Okay. Studded leather. I heal fourteen, which puts me back up to full. 
Cool. Don't have to use any spell slots. No spell slots, and I get my second win back at the end of this short run. And the action surge. And action surge. Yeah. So, what is the next match? Brock wants to bet on the next match. So, as the Afridi Prince rises back above, while you all are really in the middle of still taunting the demons, he goes, For our next match, our contestants are the Drow, facing off against the Frost Giants. Crowd kind of goes wild. Um, most people are betting on the Frost Giants. Brock would also like to bet on the Frost Giants. He goes, and now to choose your arena. We are going to choose from the deck of many rings. And he pulls out. <laughs> your arena is the caverns. And he watches like some people are starting to like maybe rethink their their bets. But like, nah, nah, it's still Frost Giants, right? Like, it's, it's fine. Would you like to place a bet? Yes. Okay. Fire Sprite, right there. Are you looking to place a bet? Yes, I'm looking to bet the soul that I just won earlier today. Right. Let me see if I can find a bet for you. Ah, I have been informed by our resident, uh, 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 magician that, uh, well, that soul is now bound to you. <laughs> you can't be rid of it. I'm going to hold up my sleep scroll. I'll bet this for anyone that has the ability to break that curse. Oh! Coming back, he says, The only one present who could break that curse is not interested in the bet, but is very amused by your choices. Very, very interesting that Roll's soul is not bound to him. Huh. Ask him what they would bet in return for it. Say again. What would they want to bet against that? Oh, no. Yeah. They're just not interested in the bet. Any bet. Fair enough. They are happy to be rid of it and don't want it back. All right, so Brock's going to try using telepathy to talk to himself because that's how the reason Kaleshtar even have telepathy is to talk to their quarry spirit. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, so how's it going in there? And Roll's just going to not. Roll's like, go after yourself. <laughs> right, sure. Get the ethereal equivalent of just go fuck yourself. And then kind of this dull rumble. Like you're driving and there's like an earthquake, but not like a bad one, right? Just just a rumble in your spirit. And that's it. Uh that doesn't bode well. Alright, that's a on my to-do list to get taken care of. I'm just gonna look at Nadir. We're gonna have to come up with a way to break that, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. We'll we'll we'll, we'll figure that out later. If, if there's That's... nobody here that can do it, or that wants to, rather, then then we, we we'll deal with it later. We'll deal with it after the tournament. That's a problem. Any other bets? Future, Brock. Bets, bets. Any of you bets? Anything you want to bet? Yeah. Uh, what what are the what are the current odds on this match? If Three any? to one in favor of the Frost Giants. Uh, I'll put I'll put thirty on the Frost Giants. Why not? Cool. So if you win, you will get forty back. All right. I'll bet to sleep. Scroll on the draw. 
on the drow. Cool. What? So the Wait, way this the way this bet will work, sleep is a first level spell. You will get if you win up to three spell slots worth of spell scrolls hmm. of your choice. You get a third level spell, or a second and a first, or three first levels. That'll be fun. Anyway, yeah, there is plenty of people willing to take that bet. It's a spell scroll of low level, no problem. How much money did Brock win in uh, get selling merchandise? Roll me a d100. 67. You got 670 gold. I've got 670 gold on the Frost Giants. Nice. Very well. So just all your profits from merching so far? Yep. Okay. Cool. And, you know, straight gold bets, always accepted. <laughs> Anybody else? I think Nadir's only going to bet on on the Armbar and Baragon matches. Okay. Cool. So... The countdown begins as both groups of combatants are transported into an underground cavern. The drow's home environment. However, it is a spacious cavern and the frost giants do have room to move. So, the bedding closes and the fight begins. The frost giants, unable to see in the dark, group up together and are waiting on any kind of attack. Uh, everyone is watching. The drow don't seem to be attacking. They are holding back, waiting. Time seems to pass, and the crowd is getting restless. Nothing's happening. The Frost Giants are getting restless, and the Drow just are standing there, self-assured. Minutes go by, until eventually, one of the Frost Giants seems to perk up, as though he's hearing something that no one else is. Then he starts to look a little panicked. The other Frost Giant puts his hand, like, they start to whisper to each other. Now they're both looking panicked. One of the drow creates dancing lights that illuminate the area so that the frost giants can see them. And he simply puts his arms out like, well... And through gritted teeth, the frost giants throw their clubs to the ground and go, we surrender. Womp womp. Oh no, all my money. <laughs> it's okay. Well, that was weird. Clever. Don't always have to hitch your way out of a fight. Very important thing to remember. I would know I couldn't hit anything with a guided tour. The crowd is very upset because many, many people bet quite a lot of money on the Frost Giants. And all of those winnings are now lost to them. So, Brock, you lose your 670 gold. Yep. Epi. You gain mm -hmm. your three levels of spell scroll. So you can choose what you want. Three first levels, a one and a two, or a three. You are free to choose spells that are not in your spell book already. Okay. Did anybody else have a bet? I feel like that was it, right? Uh, I bet 30 gold. That's right. You lose your 30 gold. So now I have zero gold. Oh. <laughs> it, it's alright, Barry. Check out what I have to bet on you guys. And Brock opens up his jacket and shows 10,000 gold worth of diamonds that he borrowed from his brother. Because Brock has, because oh. Brock has fifty thousand gold from when he went through the deck of many things, but he's only gonna bet that money on good matches. So, somewhat dejected, the two frost giants leave, and the drow return to their platform, very self-assured and looking very smug. I offer the drow each a free drink to celebrate their victory. <laughs> they seem suspicious. I'm giving free drinks to everybody who wins their first match. It's it's the kind of thing I do. It's the more it's the uh, material plane hospitality, don't you know? Um, I'll drink with you if it'll make you feel better. The there is a very 
aged, white-haired, drow woman that comes up and says, Well, if we're all drinking, <laughs> let's make a game of it. A gamble, if you will. Oh, and what's the wager? What are you interested in? I'd Bar love to know. Cafe. Would you be interested in one slightly used soul? <laughs> I can't get that soul out of you. <laughs> uh. I would like a spell scroll of remove curse, by the way. I'm not sure. going to tell Brock yet, but okay. that's what I want to get. <laughs> I mean, you have it. It was given to you the minute you won the game. Yes. The aged drow woman throws down a very heavy sack of gold and says, To cut your losses. Next time you should bet on us. We're a sure thing. It certainly paid off for me. Uh, Brock, she gave you a hundred gold. Nice. In return for the drinks and the entertainment. Drow. Fail. Scott. Definite fails. They are both one drink. They're gone. Right? They are drunk. Off their asses. <laughs> and then for Epi and the uh, and the white-haired drow, I just press to digitize regular ass beer. Sure. Uh, and the drow matron kind of understands what you're doing, but she accepts it. So, she says, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 I thought the scene was over. You first. So she leans forward to Epi and goes, I'll tell you what. I'll wager information for information. Interesting proposal. What information are you wanting? On that obelisk you have found in your tavern's basement. I want to know about it. Deal. What information do you want from me? I want to know how you made those frost giants throw down their clubs. Ah, deal. Well, let's wager it on the next match, then. I like the way you think. The next match is announced. The Fey nobility paired up against the noble enchanters from the Enchanters Guild. And your draw from the deck of many rings is... <laughs> the floating platforms. And you see the arena up here, and it's just, like, several ten-foot diameter discs that are floating in, like, a circular pattern around each other. So that, like, there's going to be some acrobatics involved in getting from one platform to the other. And it's just, like, a long drop from the platform. Hey, uh, whatever side Epi's betting on gets two bardic inspirations. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Epi, which side would you like to bet on? I think I'd like to bet on the Fae. Okay, and the Drow Matron agrees and bets on the Enchanters. And so, the Fae, how do you inspire the Fae? By, by playing them their own completely improvised walk-on song. Roll a performance check. It's not going to affect you, like, giving them an inspiration dice. I just want to see the, perform the performance. Okay. Aragon has... That is 19, with... 19 plus 11, Can... 30. Oh, okay. You cool. got 30. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to give you the help back, but you got a 19. No, go ahead. Roll an advantage. See if you get a nat 20. That's an 8, That's so... Good. Okay. Dang it. Hey, listen. Always check for a nat 20. Especially <laughs> on this show. Yeah. Like, it's an advantage. You already have a 19. You literally have nothing to lose. That's true. Yeah, just Brock plays the, like, second best performance he's ever played. Sure. And it's, like, they notice. And you have now gotten the attention of these Fey nobility as you are playing them in. And you get them an audience favor as they head in. The fight begins and the enchanters start trying to charm the Fey nobility, but Fey nobility are 
beyond the effect of, like, charm and fear, right? That magic is useless against them. So the tactics have to change, and the enchanters are trying to lure the fey nobility into, like, closer range, where they start using more offensive spells. The fey nobility kind of catch on. And the fey nobility are also fey, very magical in nature. So before long, fey are flying around or teleporting from platform to platform, and it's not long before they just kick one of the enchanters off of their platform, and one of them has fallen. The other enchanter, while he has a lot of magical, like, resistances put on himself, it's just one versus two. So the enchanter tries to call in an audience favor. He is going to... Nope, the enchanters have been rolling nat ones for every single attempt to get audience favor. Oh my god. The fey will call in their audience favor. A portal opens up as one of the fey nobility reaches through, grabs a potion, drinks it, and then blows a tornado out of his mouth, blasting the other enchanter off of the platform. So after just a few minutes, the Fae stand victorious, as the two enchanters, unharmed because they are still falling, are returned safely to their platform and allowed to leave, as the Fae progress to the next round. I offer the Fae a drink, but this time not offering them the alcohol that will get them sloshed. <laughs> they take you up on it. And they are very appreciative of your assistance. They say we will remember this. Thank you for helping. Though I don't think that we needed it. And I'm not sure you did either, but you know what? I was really hoping that, uh, you know, this is the spirit of competition and fair play and everything. You know, make some friends today. Certainly. You have a bit of a, a face sent on you. Curious. They take their cups and they leave. <laughs> the drow matron looks over to you, Epi, and says, Well, we took some time to capture one of the Frost Giant's daughters. And we simply had him make a choice. How devilish. What well did you done. expect? Oh, don't be, don't apologize. That's clever. See you in the ring. Well, not you. <laughs> These two. Well. And she takes her very, very drunk fighter champions, starts to drag them away as they are stumbling drunk. And you suspect she is probably going to do some kind of restorative magic on him. <laughs> Oh, and before she walks away, though, yeah. I'd be like, oh, and just in case, for a favor, I'll trade you that information you wanted. I'm all ears. Tell me about it. What is it? I take the piece of obelisk rock that Brock gave me, and I hold it out. Go on. Touch it. She does so. She gets tongues. So she does, and she immediately understands everyone around her. She goes... Interesting. Is that a piece of the obelisk that you're holding? It is. I see. But what is it? Exactly. The obelisk keeps a record of what everyone's doing. Oh, that sounds very helpful. It would be if it wasn't falling apart. And I kind of put the rock back into my pocket. Unfortunately, in its current state, it's not good for much of anything. Well, unless you want to understand everyone around you. I see. Well, best of luck in future matches. And the drow make their way off. The next match. The Mind Flayers versus the Paladins of Helm. Mm. Mm. And their deck of many rings draw is the Abandoned Fortress. You see on this, say on the screen, in the portal, you are looking at a ring that is a rundown fort that seems to be in the middle of like a plains and forest kind of area. 
The walls are, like, cracked and crumbling. The portcullis is slightly ajar and likely not functional. There are towers. There is a fort. It's not a large fortress. More like an outpost. There are high and low elevations. Towers and places to hide inside of. So, yeah. Would anyone like to make any bets on this round? I have no money left. I'm I'm dead. I'm done placing bets unless we have something story-wise to bet on or betting on the matches that we're in. Okay. Now that you've wiped out your profits. Yep. <laughs> now that we're broke. We're not broke. I have 10,000 gold. Now that gold. we're broke. Yeah. Well, and you are still, like, selling. Like, the yeah. food cart is still serving food. You're still selling merch. What I'm actually doing is, in between matches, I'm waving people over to something get autographs from Barry and Armbar at a slight markup. Selling the, oh, sure. Like, if you want the merchandise autograph, it's just a little bit more. Makes total sense. At some point, I am going to offer mage armor to uh, Armbar. Hey, Armbar, do you want to be harder to hit? I'm already no. tough and hard <laughs> to hit. Would you like to be even more hard to hit? Mm, you know it. I'd be unstoppable. This is true, and I'm going to slap him on the back and cast mage armor. And, uh, yeah, for the next eight hours, you know, if you want it, you can have it. So, what's your dex mod, armbar? Let's see. I got a plus two. Okay. So, your armor class goes from 15 to 15. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dang it. And Epi burns a spell slot. Does Epi trigger wild magic? Uh, shoot. Uh, let's see. Yup. Oh my god. <laughs> Epi. Uh, a two. two. A two. A two. A freaking two. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> What's a two? Get me. <laughs> two. <laughs> Epi. Mm -hmm. Roll a d20. Oh no. Okay, here we go. Epi gets the wish. One. Please. Okay. 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 <laughs> if you get the wish, please remove my unwanted extra soul. <laughs> Brock is immediately regretting this. <laughs> 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 I have removed curse. I just haven't told you. <laughs> yeah, except I feel like more than one person in the audience can cast remove curse. Yeah. <laughs> what horrible nope, thing is only just one to me? strangest thing. Epi. Yeah. You're going to have to act quickly. You immediately cast wish. Five, four, three, two. Epi, we just opened up a gift shop to help raise funds to rebuild the Bard Rock. Look at this fancy new design. I'd love that on a new t-shirt. You are transported to a world of t-shirts, all identical. You can feel your sense of self slipping away from you as the shirts reach out and grab you and assimilate. Uh, I cast Dispel Magic. Epi, where'd you go? Wild Magic. Don't ask, it was terrible. So, so, where's the gift shop going to be? Oh, well, we have two storefronts, bardrockcafe.redbubble.com and tpublic.com slash users slash bardrockcafe, so anyone can support the Bardrock. You know, the coffee mug is really cute. And that's not all we sell. We have t-shirts, hoodies, children's apparel, baby Bardrock Cafe's gift shop is now open. Sales go to support the show, so if you want to help out, and also get some cool Bard Rock Cafe merch. Go check it out. And that's everything we had so far. Epi, are you listening? Hmm? Th did you say something? <sighs> you immediately cast Wish. Five, oh my god. 
four. I want to fix the obelisk. Two. All right. What? That was your wish. I slap armbar. He gets that spell slot, and it's just... Epi's eyes glow white for a second. He's just sitting there really kind of shook. Uh, yeah, good luck out there, bud. The stakes for this story arc just went down. <laughs> I did. I what? I well, I rolled okay. a one. <laughs> we so. don't know what the wording of this wish entails, or what Kenny's gonna do to screw you guys over. True. I will say. So, Epi, mm-hmm. as you speak this world-altering statement of powerful magic, you feel that the wild magic twists it. Oh no. As though a one is not the right result. Oh no. You feel that something has shifted, but you don't know what. Oh no. Carry on. You fixed the other obelisk. I feel... Great. I feel there's gonna be something because the wording of that was I want to fix the obelisk, not I wish the obelisk were fixed. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, now you really should have done it because if you just tried fixing my soul, I would have, like, three bad souls. Uh, yeah. I didn't think that far ahead. Anyway, so uh, we definitely need that wish spell now that is not having wild magic warping. I don't know what I just did. <laughs> You don't. We also definitely made shit worse. I will say, you absolutely know that it is not going to function as intended. Without having to roll anything at all, you know this wish did not fire off properly. Okay. So it's fixed heavy air quotes. (laughs) Oh no, you definitely got the wording of your wish. We're just going to leave it at that. You don't know what that means. I want to fix the obelisk. Oh no. It can no longer have children. What? <laughs> like, I've been like, fixed. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, like having oh, your dog fixed. All right. Oh. Uh. <laughs> anyway, it's a good thing you guys. It's a good thing that Armbar can't take psychic damage for the rest of this turn. But I think that would have caused something. <laughs> okay. So, any bets on paladins versus mind flares? I, mean, I have a guess, but not a bet. So, I think I'm gonna bet. I'm going to bet something. What are you going to bet? I am going to be like, I'll bet 25 gold on the Paladin of Pain. It's not not the Paladin of Pain. Paladins of Hell. Ah. Okay. I'm going to bet 25 gold on the Paladins. Okay. It is two to one in favor of the Mind Flayers. So if you win, you will get 50 gold. Now, as the, the match begins, Paladins are very at home in a fortress setting. However, in the absence of the support of their god, they're finding it harder and harder to keep up. Fairly early on in the match, one of the mind flayers latches on to one of the paladins and just eats their brain. The other paladin is fighting valiantly and gets a few good hits in. The mind flayer does get a hold of this paladin, and though they try to surrender... The Mind Flayer does not allow them the opportunity to use their brain as well. Epi. Yeah, I lost 25 gold. You lost 25 gold. That's okay. So, the Mind Flayers progress to the next round. The Genie were seated so that they do not have to fight this round. Let's see who's left. There are two matches left. 
in this round. Going up against each other, we have the Dragonborn Champions against the Paladin of Pain and the Grand Magister. So this giant black steel-covered behemoth of a man and this tiny gnome in very extravagant robes and a turban with feathers and pearls and stuff all over matched up against dragonborn that are wielding great mauls wearing heavy plate armor and their draw from the deck of many rings the thorny briar patch they are transported to a labyrinth of just thorns and like bristles and it's just a mess everywhere is difficult terrain it is looks like poisonous needles of some kind all around them attached to these plants because it is so thick it is very low light Was, would anyone like to make any bets 50 gold diamond on the paladin of pain and grandmaster okay i will bet i will bet my my handlebar mustache Oh, on the uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> on the the powder of pain in the Grandmaster. Your handlebar mustache. <laughs> it's iconic. Not your not your greatest treasure. I'll be very sad in about two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Fay. Interested in this very extravagant physical attribute. <laughs> would like to offer, in exchange, their ability to grow extremely long eyelashes. <laughs> oh, spectacular. This is your counter-offer for this bet. Do you take it? You are not obligated to if you do not wish to. Please, please take it, please take it. Can I, can, can, I, can we make that bet for Minibar? I, I, I just feel like Minibar would... We can... Absolutely make that bet for Minibar. I would... Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there into the world. I don't care if he wins this bet or not. Can we get fan art of Minibar with the handlebar mustache and these just giant eyelashes? Please. The, just like, the honest. best eyeliner you've ever seen. Right. Fey eyelashes, right? Like just absurd, long, over the top. Yeah. Let's do it! The bet is made. <laughs> Minibar is looking slightly nervous, but also excited because, you know, fuck it, why not? And who are you betting on again? The Paladin of Pain. Okay. You know what? I have 500 gold in my inventory that's not from the 10,000. I'm going to throw it on the Paladin of Pain. Okay. Uh, this is a one-to-one -one fight, so you just get whatever you bet back. The Paladin of Pain pulls out a massive blade, towering shield, and goes, My name is Albert Adolf Amos, and I am the Paladin of Pain. Oh my god. Flashes his sword against his shield, and the tiny gnome goes, And I am Bernie Broth, and I am the Grand Magister. And you're going down! And as he points to one of them, Right as the match starts, he casts Finger of Death. Holy shit. Oh. The thorns all around them shrivel up out of the way as the Paladin of Pain charges forward through the hole. As 
the spell also takes hold of one of the Dragonborn champions, who is coughing and hacking from the effect of it. Paladin of Pain and the other Dragonborn champion get into battle with each other. Paladin of Pain's blade meets the Paladin, or the, the Dragonborn champions, knocks it to the side, slams his shield into his face. Dazed, the Dragonborn kind of falls back. Paladin of Pain kicks his knee in the back and knocks him to his to his knees, facing away from him, and he gets them in this weird hold. And he says, all right, this is something called the Serpent Snare. No one's gotten out of it. You think you'll be able to? Get out and we'll resign. Or I'll just snap your neck. Dragonborn is struggling and struggling and struggling. Does not get out of it. Paladin of Pain just snaps his neck. Well, at least the ambulance is on its way. <laughs> Y'all can hear it. Shit. <laughs> Oddly fitting. Oddly fitting. Meanwhile, the Grand Magister is locked in combat with the other Dragonborn who survived the Finger of Death, but only just, uh, and is in launching a volley of blows that are either meeting with a magical barrier of some kind, like a mage armor, or just being dodged entirely. For the Grand Magister just delivers a shocking grasp that finishes him off. And the smoking corpse of the other dragonborn falls over. And handily, the two of them win the fight. Well then. I'm just gonna whisper to Brock, I think those two probably need the uh, really good drink. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I play, first they won of all, me a lot of diamonds. I play them a victory song when I, when they finish. Anyway, they are being very, very persuasive as they come out, playing the crowd up. Uh, it seems that the Paladin of Pain also has some fans in the crowd, people that know him. Uh, Armbar and Doubletail, you, you know another pro when you see one, right? So you've never met this person before, but they've definitely been, like, in the ring, playing for the audience's attention. Uh, Paladin of Pain is just getting the crowd completely riled up. Very Is this guy, are these guys from, like, the material plane? Yeah. Okay. Alright, gents, you want to celebrate with a free drink at the Vardrock Cafe? Ha ha ha! Absolutely! Berrigan gets up from his, gets up from his place on the Murphy bed in the food truck and... Uh, goes, I'll have a drink, will you? Uh, the man takes a wide-brimmed helm off of his head and clanks it onto the the bar. Uh, he is bald, no facial hair, except for a, a very uh, thin mustache. Uh, head shaped kind of like an egg. L plus ratio plus you're bald. Right. <laughs> uh, no neck at all. Just none. Uh, and he is physically just more imposing than either you or Armbar. Damn. He goes, what are we having? I have this special dwarven ale that I got specifically from a, a bar in Waterdeep called the Keelhall Dwarf. Ah, the Dwergar. Let's have it then. Same deal when I go into the food truck to prepare it, I pour two glasses of that and I give I have Barry a cup of ale that I press digitized to look the same. Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> uh, Albert, Adolf Amos, and Bernie Broth. Both partake. We will see how they do. Bernie definitely does not. Uh oh. And Albert. 
definitely does not. Oh, shit. So they are both very drunk. Bernie just falls over <laughs> Albert slams his cup down hard enough to break it. Because that was a good drink. Wow. Barkeep, another! <laughs> another! He, he does call for another. And I pour him, I said, only the first drink is free, though, friend. And I pour him another one. How much for the drink? Alright, you're gonna... It's... I'm sure the drink's a paltry amount of silver, that's not the point. <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking... Crazy. Yeah. It was more to see if you Seven. wanted to, like, overcharge the shit out of him. But anyway... 17,000 platinum. He manages to hold his own with the second drink. Wow. That's impressive. And I kinda pat him on the back, and I'm just like... So here's the real question, because you do three. I mean, Baragon's definitely keeping him down. He's sitting there, and he's trying to assess physically how this is affecting him, right? Because this is this is some fucking ale, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But also, he's looking at Baragon and Roland, and they're both just throwing this shit back and not being affected by it. Can I, uh, like, pretend to be drunk? Have I... Have I been informed about this like, little... Oh, yes, no, Brock little... was talking for, like, 30 days about this plan while he was training you. That's true. Uh, can I... Can I roll to act like I'm drunk? Okay, roll... Just be performance. Yeah, I'll make it performance. And, I will... And can Brock... Ass is Brock assisting because he's been, like, giving them the drinks? No. no. Throw the shot. <laughs> straight roll on this one. Uh, ooh. Uh, 18. 18. Well, he is drunk, so he has disadvantage on insight, but he is gonna try. Because he's even drunk, he like he knows. He knows. Well, it's a nat 20 on one. Jeez. And a five on the other. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Does he does he wild magic? Oh no. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> but he does I'm gonna give him another insight roll for himself. Two seventeens. He's going to tap out now. He's going to take Bernie Broth, and they're going to go uh, try to recover from this poor decision for the next hour. Good luck with your next match, friends. Thanks for the drinks. <laughs> Heads on out. Oh boy. This term is just going to turn into a bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. And the final match. The only two contestants left. The Gold Dragon and the Lich. Jeez, what a match! Yeah, they are given. Bet on here. They are given the snowy mountaintop from the deck of many rings. Any bets? I'm, gotta, I'm not. Which, by the way, gotta... you all won the last round, right? Yep. So Mini Bar has just <laughs> fabulous, <laughs> fabulous eyelashes. Now let's go, <laughs> Brock. You won 500 gold. Was there anything else? I feel like there was one other. Oh, yeah, I got another 50 gold diamond. Oh, sure. You have more diamonds. Because that's the nice. heaviest thing. <laughs> okay. Last you know, match. Wait, I, I have it. Wait. I will give a free free round of Keystone Light to anybody who bets against me on the dragon. I'm betting on the dragon. Free drink to anybody who bets against me. If, they, if the Lich wins. I'll bet against you. <laughs> the Fire Sprite. <laughs> that Epi has liberated, <laughs> suddenly filled with a desire to be on the other side of this interaction, says, I want to make a bet! Am I allowed to make a bet? Uh, sure, Absolutely. what do you have to bet against me? 
I want to make a bet. I bet on the lich. You know what? I'll support you. I bet yeah! the cup of actual tea on the lich. You're on. I spit my hand and offer Epi a handshake. <laughs> Sprint Epi looks at it. Tries to pulls give me... his sleeve up and then <laughs> the the fire sprite Sprint looks at this. Just like spits this little ember into its hand and like offers it out to Brock. <laughs> yeah, Brock gets this light singe from the handshake. Yep. Ow. It's like it's like holding a hot pan for just a second too long, right? Like it's it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So that happened. Any other bets? I don't know who to bet on in this matchup. Yeah, That's sure why I did a joke bet. <laughs> so, for the record, this is single contestants in this one. It is a lich and a gold dragon. I just don't know what either one is. Or a guy who calls a I, I bet that they put their differences aside and form their own team. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not oh, even no. against the rules. That'd be scary. <laughs> oh man, I I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I don't know who's gonna win, but I have us. I'm secretly rooting for the lich. <laughs> of course you are. You're a, you're a monster. Also, <laughs> you literally bet on the lich. I know, but I bet a cup of tea. All yes, right. but you aren't secretly betting on the... Like, you aren't secretly rooting for them. You are actually rooting for them. <laughs> Armbar you know is going to bet his knowledge of the letter D on the gold <sighs> dragon. <sighs> oh, come on, a face. Gotta want that bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I have two conflicting sides here the one side says I want to take this bet because it's awesome the other side says there is no other person present here that wants that bet right. right like like nobody's gonna be like oh I will take your knowledge of this letter they all know how to read armbar. <laughs> like the only so, one here. Do they? Do they? There's, you, there's no other illiterate people here. Actually, you know what? No. Sprit goes, I'll take that back in his hand and puts out. <laughs> He's gone power mad. Like, <laughs> Sprit has a gambling addiction. <laughs> all these years working as a bookie and that was a secret. Oh my gosh. Oh. Hey, can I ask Sprit if he knows anything about the inner workings of all this? I'll put that up. That's my bet. He puts, it, puts his hand out to armbar. Hey, <laughs> that works. What are you going to make bet me there, Sprit? Uh, uh, my knowledge of the inner workings of this place and the letter X. Mm. Well, X I like marks it. the spot. And I'm always down to find a piece of treasure. Well, you got yourself a deal there, little man. Yeah! <laughs> so, this fight is one-to-one. -one. Nobody has any clue how it's going to go. I'm going to I want to roll performance to try and uh, walk on the dragon. Okay, sure. Uh, roll that is a natural 20. Oh my okay. god. Let's go the drill. Ooh. 17 and 31. Okay. You immediately cast Enhance Ability on the dragon. Awesome. What do you choose? Uh, let's go with... What's the dragon bat? Let's go with Dexterity. It has advantage on Dexterity. Okay. 
Cool. I will have that for the duration of this fight. Alright, so the fight begins. The Lich is casting powerful magic towards this dragon. Both of them have legendary actions, right? Like, just absolutely absurd. Uh, the Lich has regeneration, powerful magic, the dragon has its fire breath. They're both flying around. The, it's not even, like, the mountain's not even relevant, right? It's even hard to watch them through, like, the snow and the clouds. The Lich looks like it's pulling ahead just barely, but, like, it is an even matchup. Fight continues. You can tell the Lich is running low on spells. Lower. Like, it's still, like, it's a high-level caster, right? But the dragon's also starting to show some wear and tear. The dragon, using your inspiration that you gave it, manages to pin the Lich down for just long enough to blast it directly with some fire breath taking a humongous chunk out of the Lich's ability to maintain this undead form. Alright. But the Lich is persistent. They continue to fight. The Lich is, like, starting to get some ground again, but it's still struggling. But again, the dragon is starting to show some wear as well. And then, clinching the deal, the dragon manages... The Lich has been, like, trying to get away from the dragon to get some distance. It has not been able to. The dragon finally gets it pinned again. just starts clawing into it with its massive paws. It is looking very hurt. The Lich, however, eventually just collapses as the magic holding its form together dissipates. And the Lich turns to dust. Yeah! Brock just calls out to Epi. Don't get my kitchen too messed up making me that cup of tea. <laughs> All right, and I'm that gonna turn to unexpected. Oh. You're expecting the lich to win. Yeah, hmm? I mean liches are, are tend to be hard to. I kill. mean dragons dragons aren't to be trifled with either, but liches are are something else entirely. Well, they're undead, but they're not technically immortal. Big difference between the two. The dragon looks extremely hurt, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for my comments to be insulting. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. It was, it was a tough fight. <clears throat> but Sprit looks disappointed. Then just alive. He goes, I lost a bet! You did. <laughs> you did. And this young Sprit... That's why you don't bet anything that you're not willing to lose. Oh, I was totally willing to lose the letter X. And he flies up to you, Armbar, slaps you once across the face, slaps you again across the face. You understand the letter X. Oh my god! He's right! I can read! Armbar can now sign his name the way illiterate people Wait, did. Did he just say he lost the letter X? Oh, he gained... Yeah, that's the uh, Sprite lost the letter X. Yeah, Sprite lost the letter X. That's why he bet it. Ooh. <laughs> Knowledge transfer is interesting. <laughs> There's another part oh, of that yeah, for agreement, you. too. Mm-hmm. All right. You lost it. Now tell Armbar the inner workings of this place. Sprit begins to tell all about how the fire sprites are kept in a forge-like prison where they are constantly forced to work the forge and keep it going on a normal day. They are brought out for social events where the 
uh, a freaky prince that wants to show his power and his official uh, reach. Uh, they are typically in charge of minor things. They try to be as flashy as possible because if one of them impresses someone, they might be freed. And that's like the pipe dream, right? And then he's telling this part and he's like looking adoringly oh. over at Effie the whole time. <laughs> then he goes back and he's like, but also, the Freedy Prince is also like pretty fair for like an Afridi Prince, but also like totally just superiority complex. He's nobility. Everyone is beneath him. This is all just about him. It's all for his entertainment, his benefit, his prosperity. And everyone down here is down here below him for a reason. Uh, that, you know, lots of information about, like, serving him as a fire sprite. As the inner workings of this place. I'm very glad that I freed you. That sounds awful. It really was, but now I'm free! And I lost a bet! That's the first time I've ever lost a bet! Congratulations, buddy. That's the first time I've ever made a bet! This is amazing! Here, so here celebrate with me. I pour him a shot of beer. Jesus, the, the heavy one? No, just regular beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, the, the dwarven beer. I was like, fuck. No, that's, that's ale. No, I'm just pouring, I pouring Sprite regular, not prestidigitized beer. Just like a shot of it because he's tiny. Right. Uh, he has never had beer. How? What? What is the proof of this beer? I mean, real life beer has a proof of like point, uh, like point 0.5. Okay. So it's it does nothing. not ignite as he tries to drink it. He just <laughs> drinks it. <laughs> He's feeling pretty good. This is like the best day of Sprit's entire existence. <laughs> oh, man. As this final match concludes, everyone takes a brief recess to rest and recover. Everyone gets the benefits of a short rest. Oh, I do offer the dragon. I do offer the dragon a beer, by the way. Even though I know it won't. Get... <laughs> like I've offered everyone. I'm being true to my word. The dragon gets offered a beer. Is it the heavy one? Sure. Why not? I have an entire case of it. <laughs> I told the dwarves I would give all of it. I was going to do exactly this. I'm going to be true to my word. The shit that I have to Google. Can dragons get drunk? <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what I'm looking at. It's oh, more D five e. More. I'm looking for like resistance to poison, which it does not have. So, the dragon is fucking wasted. <laughs> is that an at one? It's a three. Oh, fair enough. Plus 13, which is still not enough. Damn! Damn! Yeah, I, I believe that the uh, DC to pass this was 25 <laughs> with our bar dragon. Yep. 25 at disadvantage. Lord. Dang. <laughs> okay. So I need to tell this because I just typed in Google can dragons get drunk and the first autofill result is anymore <laughs> which is concerning <laughs> People very commonly research D&D on this apparently Actually Matter of fact Do we need to check if they can get drunk? Well, no, 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 it's more Gold dragons are fire-breathing dragons. This is a very high-proof alcohol. Like, this is... This is unnaturally concentrated alcohol. This is like 400-proof alcohol. Yeah. This is Should ever clear. Ma you made him drunk, but you strengthened his fire breath somehow. Uh, I'm trying to decide how to roll with that. Well, okay. Doesn't... 
I mean, if it's if it's breath, it implies that it like comes from a a lung of sorts, and I'm guess, and unless you like choke on it and it goes down the wrong pipe, alcohol isn't really gonna get into lungs. Yeah, I, I will say, I will say that his fire based nature processes the alcohol very quickly. He does not stay drunk for long. It has been centuries since he's been truly drunk for any amount of time at all. He thanks you graciously for the drink. He will not have another. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, the first round of fights are over. We are going to wrap the episode up here. We will pick up next time with round two. Yeah. Nice. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next episode. Isn't this basically just the same thing as before? Do you have a degree in marketing? Because I have a degree in marketing. He's got you there, Doubletail. Your only degree is in the school of hard knocks. Hmm, sure, whatever. A paycheck's a paycheck, I guess. That's the spirit. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to Bard Rock Cafe. We have the best fans. Remember to follow us on social media so you never miss an update, and be sure to check out our sponsor, Dragon Master Games, for your TTRPG needs. If you aren't already, consider subscribing to the show on Ko-fi to help cover production costs. Subscribers get special rewards like their own channels on the podcast Discord, personalized messages in the mid-roll ad spot, and more. And of course, we're partnered with Metallic Dice Games, whose wide variety of dice and other tabletop accessories are sure to have something unique to add to your table. Links to all that stuff can be found in the show okay. notes. Okay, now in the promo with your patented people's wink! Uh, we did this bit already, but sure. I wink. In a podcast. And it's really good. It's called a callback. Thanks for doing the ad read, Barry. I told you not to call me Barry. Until next time, everyone, rock on. <laughs>